0: Welcome to All About Data on Federal News Network. Now your host, Jory Heckman. Thanks for joining me
1: this week on All About Data, a conversation with chief data officers and the people who are making data work better in government. In today's episode, we're going deep on the Labor Department's new enterprise data strategy. Here to talk about it are the Labor Department's Chief Data Officer, Scott Gibbons, and Chief Innovation Officer, Chike Agu. Chike, I'll start with you. By way of introduction here, just tell me what some of the key goals are under this enterprise data
0: strategy. Sure, I can kick off, and then really want to throw to to Scott, who who is one of our key leaders here. This is our inaugural enterprise data strategy as a department. Also attached to it, a uh, a request for information on open data, which is the first one that we've ever done. And really, what this data strategy is, is a statement of principles and a statement of kind of exemplar projects that we want to govern how we use data on behalf of the American worker. I think one of the things that my boss, the Deputy Secretary, says consistently is that data is one is truly one of the superpowers of the U.S. Department of Labor. We are one of the Top statistical agencies in the federal government and whether it's tracking unemployment claims whether it's monthly job growth and inflation whether it's tabulating back wages for workers we bring in so much data and the question is how do we bring that data in and then use it on behalf of the american worker and then secondly how do we take that data and put it in the hands of other parts of society who also work on behalf of workers from researchers to unions to advocates so that they can use it on behalf of workers and again we get that kind of power amplification the last thing I think that I'll say is, you know, usually data is not seen as the most sexy topic, but when we think about all the things that this administration cares about, from equity in terms of making sure that we're serving all workers equally, to job quality, to making sure that more workers are getting back into work, particularly after COVID or into work for the first time, data is integral to all of those things. And so for us, we see this as, again, a statement of principles about how we are gonna use data um, to accomplish all of these goals on behalf of the American worker. The one last thing that I will say here is that one of the features of this strategy is us going out to the ecosystem, to the stakeholders in public and asking, what is it that you want of our data? Which is the thing that that we don't do often enough in government and I'll throw it here to Scott because Scott has thought about this for so many years and really without him, we would not have this strategy and a lot of the work under it. So Scott, let me just throw it to you.
2: Thank you, Chike. The data strategy is really rooted in a, a couple of real core pillars in data management. The FAIR principles, Uh, FAIR is an acronym and it stands for making data findable, accessible, interoperable and reusable. These are principles that guide sort of making our own data more optimal, but they're also really keyed on letting external users get the most out of our data. It's about thinking about the life cycle of data and, really embracing these ideas that are encapsulated in the Evidence Act around making our data a strategic asset for the public to use. The data strategy also has a number of goals to it, really keyed around trying to make our data function as that strategic asset, open data, analytics, really also making sure that we have clear ways to have data guide decision making. We've done a lot in terms of trying to work towards uh, formalizing and standardizing roles for data-centric occupations, aligning the development and provisioning of analytical pools uh, with the skills and data sets of data scientists and data professionals. Uh, And I think at the root of the strategy is really this idea of building data culture. It's really important that we all align our activities around making these processes more optimal.
1: Thank you for that, Scott, and thank you for that, Chike. Scott, I actually want to follow up on a point you made about the data centric occupations over at the Labor Department. You know, of course, no CDO is an island in this regard. Can you give me just a better understanding of what the team is like over at Labor?
2: There are a number of things that are going on in the federal government that have been immensely helpful, I think, to all federal agencies, but especially to the Department of Labor. OPM's creation of the new 1560 Data Scientist series has been a real game changer. And i just like to point out that the location of that series in the 1500 series, which is mathematical and professional skills, really roots that job in a set of requirements, a set of skills, a knowledge base that can be really helpful. This is across the federal government, really giving us the opportunity to bring in people with not just broad, but deep skill sets who can really help us leverage data in new and different ways. Chike is pushing us to be really innovative in the ways that we use data to try to better inform some of our programs, to become more efficient in the way that we do things. And I think that that's been tremendous. I also think that things like what's sometimes referred to as the Semiqua process, the cross-agency data hiring cert, was immensely helpful. Many agencies... Have experienced, although not all say that they've had fairly high attrition among their data scientists. There's a number of reasons for that. But this idea of creating an inclusive culture for these data scientists when they come in, where we give them the right kind of tools to be able to do their work, where we let them build communities of practice, where they can share their results and share their experience, where they can kind of grow within our programs and really kind of make a tremendous contribution in pushing the boundaries in terms of what we can do with our data. It's really, really important. I think those are things that are happening across government. Within our department, a lot of our programs are really beginning to build data teams. And when I say data teams, I don't just mean at the national office. It's essential for this to be really tied to the mission. In our regional offices, in our local offices, we're trying to build data capacity in those places. We're trying to build cross-functional teams as well so that data can feed into policymaking, into strategic planning, into program administration. And so I think When we talk about culture change, it's not abstract, it's these kinds of concrete things that we're doing that we hope can really make a difference in raising the kind of capacities and capabilities that our organization has.
0: Scott has said it really well, and the only thing I can add here is, I think every agency, every department of government will tell you, however much data talent you have, we need more. We are just very blunt. No agency. Well, I don't care if the Department of Defense, I don't care if the Department of Labor. I, I, everyone needs more. It's, it's a challenge that we have across government. And by the way, not just federally, but statewide, local wise. That's definitely a thing that we run into. And and like most agencies, we we run leanly, more leanly than we would like. But we've done kind of amazing, amazing work there. I think the second thing, and it's an important thing that's not just true for government, but for everywhere else, is that data is not just a data team's job. And this is a thing that we very much, I know my boss has said very, very concretely, leadership has to be about how we leverage data but also how we use it to make certain choices i can now run through a number of examples where data affected program choices and so that's the thing i, I also think that i'm really proud of at the department of labor that is not just the data team's job that it is a really something that we're using that we, that we that that is leveraged across leadership and of course we have experts people who are smes but that's a really important i'm not sure if it's a culture change but i think it's a culture deepening at the department of labor and I expect and I expect to see and hear more of that as kind of we implement the strategy over the next uh, three years
2: one of the things I would say is, a lot of people look at these processes like building data culture or building data talent, and they, they feel like it's an overwhelming task. I think what's underappreciated is the inefficiency that's produced when you try to bring on data talent and you can't retain that data talent. I think a number of agencies are wrestling with this. We all know that it can take a lot of time, energy, and resources to bring new people into the federal government. And if we're not nurturing those people we produce a revolving door that is not only not giving us the people we need, but there's the whole opportunity cost of not being able to do things. Chike just spoke to, you know, having the people sort of thrive within our environment means not only that we get really good products, but that we're also spending more time leveraging data as opposed to trying to build data talent. And it it can just be really, really, really helpful. The other thing I'd say is that a lot of what we do at the Department of Labor is rooted in objective assessment. When we were writing the data strategy, we had been consistent with the federal data strategy conducting data skills assessments for our staff, conducting data management maturity model assessments. We worked with uh, the Partnership for Public Service to do some of their digital capacity assessments. And the results from those really fed into what we wanted as a strategy. This isn't just an abstract thing. We want to build data capacity. We're trying to look at those specific areas where we really need to focus, and I think the people administering the federal data strategy have built assessment into the front end for exactly this reason. You wanna target your activities towards those things that are gonna be most meaningful, not to just triage the problem, but to really move your agency forward. And I I think we have a section of our website, which you can find at dol.gov forward slash data-governance That is dedicated to assessment. It talks transparently about the kind of work that we've done. And the point is not so much about a scorecard. The point is more about making sure that we're being objective in those kinds of things that we target for change.
1: Okay. Well, Chike, I actually want to circle back to a point you made earlier about data not just being the domain of the data team, that this is everyone's responsibility here. It kind of seems that part of this enterprise data strategy is building a higher baseline across the board in terms of data literacy. Is that a pretty fair way of putting it?
0: I would probably rephrase it and say, how do we think about, one, how do we take the data that we have and make sure that it's of a quality and of a form that we can use it for the purposes that we need to, the the jobs of this administration, one. And then secondly, how do we take that data and put it in as many people's hands as possible, whether that's internally whether that's creating data as a service, so on and so forth, many of the things that Scott and his team are leading on, or whether they're outside the four walls. So I think it's about, one, making sure the data is what we need it to be, and then how do you take that data and put it in as many people's hands as possible so that we achieve our objectives? Let me think about a prime example here. One of our agencies, the Mind Safety Health Administration, they, and I'm going to get these numbers slightly wrong, so so forgive me, and I hope my colleagues don't forgive me, but one of their tasks is to inspect every mine in this country four times a year all 13,000 of them and their work is critical and something goes wrong here a worker dies one of the things that they would say to us is that some of the most critical data for them to know is actually also within the department of labor is the wage and hour data basically these are this is the agency that investigates frankly companies that don't pay people because usually companies that don't pay people well also have safety violations if, if msha could know more readily who those people are they can potentially, frankly, keep workers alive on the jobs so they can go home to their families. And so, part of this strategy is, if by implementing these principles, we make that more likely. By the way, that realization was made to me by MSHA leadership. They said that is a piece of data that would make us more able to make sure that more miners go home to their families and have more days on the job. So, I think that is an example of how you put data in the right hands, going outside the four walls of labor. One of the things that we're proud of at the department, and this is where we've partnered with folks outside the government, is the Job Quality Measurement Initiative. Job Quality Measurement Initiative is uh, is between us and a number of foundations like the Amidia Network, Lumina Foundation, Gates, to really measure the quality of jobs, not just wages and benefits, but predictable scheduling, ability to organize, things like that. Imagine how powerful that information is to workers who are looking for new jobs, to advocates, to unions, so on and so forth. Again, how do we get that data in their hands so that we're actually making a difference? So I think it's about more about Data form, data quality, and then kind of data dissemination, data empowerment, if to, to kind of change around the phrasing. And so that's why I expanded beyond literacy, but actually I'm going that step further.
1: We're speaking with Chike Agu, the Chief Innovation Officer at the Labor Department. We're also speaking with Scott Gibbons, the Chief Data Officer at the Labor Department. We're going to take a short break, but we'll continue our conversation when we return. I'm Jory Heckman and you're listening to All About Data on Federal News Network. Welcome back to All About Data, we're speaking with Chike Agu, the Chief Innovation Officer at the Labor Department. We're also speaking with Scott Gibbons, the Chief Data Officer at the Labor Department. Scott, we'll turn over to you. Of course, the data strategy sets a lot of forward-looking goals here. What have recent assessments revealed about the state of labor's data capabilities?
2: So our results are comparable to those of a lot of other agencies commonly cited problems are things like gaining access to the data that you need having scalable analytical processes. I think that we're very fortunate at the department. Our chief innovation officer has been leveraging the tech modernization funds. I think he has talked publicly about the value that that will bring to our department. It, I think he's undersold it. It's incredibly important for us to work towards building a single, common, predictable, consistent enterprise data platform and to bring the kind of capabilities that we need. Those kinds of capabilities are coming from the assessments that we've had around predictable, consistent tooling, around people's ability to be able to you know, review the quality of their data, to review the quality of the data products that they make to guide their program administration. A lot of the efforts that we're going through, both in terms of recruiting data talent and in terms of lifting skills, are aimed at these particular areas that we most need to focus on.
1: Okay. And actually, to circle back on a point you made earlier, Scott, about the SMEQA, the Subject Matter Expert Qualification Assessment, uh, we've seen a number of agencies pick up that ball and run with it here. Is that a pilot that the Labor Department has taken on?
2: All federal agencies were potentially open to that through the Chief Data Officer Council. And so I think a relatively large number of agencies looked to that as an opportunity for a well-vetted of candidates that would potentially be eligible. I particularly liked the idea about that particular program that there was a pretty vigorous kind of third party vetting of the candidates, but then there was a marketplace where the agencies could make offers to the candidates and the candidates could review those offers and opt into positions that looked good to them. I think it's incumbent upon our agencies to put out good positions that are enticing to people with good skills there were many aspects of the administration of that program that worked well. I would also say that the people that we brought on through that program we've been able to retain as talent and so I think that there's a lot of aspects to the way that was run that brought value to the department and um, I I would uh, certainly commend to my my fellow CDOs and other executives in government to, to look carefully at that particular program.
1: Obviously another big overarching theme to all of this the administration has made diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility a pretty major goal across all of government here. And I think with this data strategy, this is no exception. Tell me, in terms of those principles, how do they weave through the larger goals of this data strategy?
0: I'll put a, even a finer point. I mean, that was the first EO on the first day of this administration. I remember it coming out maybe an hour or two before I actually was sworn in and this has permeated everything that we have done and very much echoing our secretary and our deputy secretary one of the biggest places where i think this is going to show up is in further disaggregation of program data and data that we get coming in this is a place where 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 scott and his team have been really really key which is a phrase that i've heard used is inequities hide in averages when when you look at data on whether a program or anything else and you just look at it, on on average, things can look good when you actually break it out by group, you see very different realities. And I'll use one example. So we are currently disaggregating Native American unemployment data on a monthly basis. That is a new push that has come during this administration, particularly from the Deputy Secretary, because we know that's so important. When we did it, and I always remember this from the Deputy Commissioner of BLS, they had to change the Y-axis for unemployment because it was not high enough to encapsulate what is happening in terms of unemployment to the Native American community. We knew the situation was bad but to, to know it in some ways in terms of factors how bad it was compared to other parts of the population we would never have known that if we did not disaggregate that data and put it out on a regular basis now the question is how do we make that available readily available and almost put it in the hands of folks who can do something about it within the government obviously there are a number of agencies not just us who touch the native american population particularly from an economic perspective but also advocates
2: i would just say very briefly that a lot, one of the great things about the Department of Labor is that a lot of our data is a matter of public record. We, we put a lot of our data out in the public domain. When the equity agenda came along, we did not have a lot of ad hoc analytical environments that were appropriate to analyze sensitive PII. So one of the things that we scrambled to get done was to actually create some environments where as people were asking these kinds of questions we could use data as a strategic asset to answer those kinds of questions. And now we are working with both internal departmental data and providing support, for instance, to states that are members of the unemployment insurance system. To do that, the department, as part of its commitment to equity, has given equity grants to the states to support unemployment insurance navigator grants to the states, and the department has talked publicly about those grants. We are providing some analysis kind of behind the scenes to help better target those kinds of activities as a part of those grants and to give them the capacity to produce kind of long-standing ability to understand underserved communities. The term underserved community is used often, but the key here is to actually leverage data so that The nature of that underserving is actually understood. We can identify geographies and groups with that term, and and we can target activities in a much more meaningful way. And I think that that's that's a practical application of the equity agenda, and it's also a nice example of where the data strategy is leading us. We should be leveraging the data we have to guide strategic planning, program administration, budget, et cetera.
1: How does the enterprise data strategy look at improving the data sharing that exists between
0: agencies? I do think we do start from a place of being able to make us best at sharing data is making sure that our own data is one kind of top notch internally number one. And then secondly, making sure that internally we are sh- we are sharing data amongst the, the different parts of labor. I think if you talk to many agencies, at times, some of the hardest sharing is internally. And I think we are no different. So we want to make sure that we are really doing those things. I think if we have our data house in order, that will make us a better sharing partner for a number of other parts of government. We talk about some of this in the strategy, for example, looking at workforce scorecards. How do you mimic some of the work of the college scorecard the department of education has produced in terms of looking at the economic outputs of certain degree programs and replicate that on the workforce side so a worker who's potentially looking for a program can actually see here the economic outcomes of people who are like me who went through a such program that's that that requires a bit of a partnership between ourselves um community colleges as well as our partners at the department of treasury that's one example there are others there but we definitely start from the proposition of we want to make sure that our data house is together as a a, a point of of, of first focus. And then from there, that'll make us a a better partner to share with others.
2: Chike is exactly right. You know, the the last two FAIR principles are making data interoperable so that it can be merged and blended with other kinds of data, whether it's our data going to others or others data coming to us, or simply linking data within our own enterprise and reusable. It should be comprehensible. It should be um, readily leverageable, right? And so these kinds of goals are specifically aimed at um, increasing the likelihood that we can benefit from bringing data in from the outside and that our data going outside or inside can, can help others. I'll also say something else. A lot of times when people talk about data sharing, they're talking generally about this idea of getting their data outside. I think a lot of what's happening, particularly in analytics, is finding clever ways to leverage external data that's out there now. A common problem in programs is this idea of endogeneity when you're only looking at your own data you tend to go in cycles you you go inspect certain places you get to know what the results of those are you go back to those places over and over but you're not really aware of other things that could be possible and this idea of using external data to give you the widest possible and and best possible perspective on your regulated community or your stakeholders or the people who are program beneficiaries this gives you the ability to get that wide perspective and identify things you might not have caught previously, particularly as programs grow and evolve. It's particularly important to do that kind of work. And so it is just as important for us to think about getting our data into good shape to be able to generate the greatest benefit when that data is shared with the public, but also to ensure that we can bring external data in and leverage that to give us the best possible perspective on our program administration.
1: That was Scott Gibbons, the Chief Data Officer for the Labor Department. You also heard from Chike Agu, the Department's Chief Innovation Officer. You can find the full interview and transcript on federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Jory Heckman, and thanks for listening to this episode of All About Data.
0: Thanks for listening to All About Data on Federal News Radio, part of Federal News Network. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime in your favorite podcast app. Search for All About Data on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows.
1: At the Home Depot, when you buy select RYOBI tools... You'll get an extra RYOBI One Plus battery for free. Now you can give a gift that not only keeps on giving, but also keeps your favorite tools going. So whether your holidays sound like this, or this, we have the gifts to make your holiday magic. Plus, get free delivery on over 2 million eligible items from The Home Depot.
0: How doers get more done.